Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Roadmap from Auto Finance News since 1996, the nation's leading newsletter on automotive lending and leasing. It's Monday, April 11th, and I'm Joey Pizzolatto, joined by Amanda Harris and Whitney McDonald. This is our weekly wrap on what happened in auto finance for the week ending April 8th, 2022. Last week, Los Angeles announced its electric vehicle master plan to electrify the city's 10,000 vehicles as part of its goal to become one of the first U.S. cities to rely on carbon-free energy by 2035. The electrification, which was approved by the LA City Council last Wednesday, will start at the city's sanitation, recreation, and transportation departments. Speaking of electri electrification, last week we had some coverage on EV subscription model startups Autonomy and Spring Free EV. Autonomy expanded into San Diego, marking the company's third city launch since going live in January. Autonomy co-founder Scott Painter told AFN last week that they plan to continue growing national footprint and have plans to expand their EV product options to include other EV manufacturers like Rivian and even Ford and GM EV models. Spring Free EV, another subscription model company, announced a new retail consumer product offering on its platform called Free EV. The, last program, the latest program allows consumers to pay as little as 30 cents per mile to rent an EV. The program is set to launch this fall and the subscription model, or while the subscription model is still uncharted, is still uncharted territory, uh, we will continue to follow along as these startups grow. Moving on to used vehicle values, last week Cox Automotive released the Mannheim Used Vehicle Value Index for March, and Amanda started her own car buying journey. Uh, Amanda, can you tell us a little bit about the index and also share what you're experiencing as a consumer yourself? Sure. Um, it's more like continued my car buying journey for a long time now, um, but got more into it, yes. So first off, the index um, did drop again. We saw this start to come down in February, um, which followed about five months back-to-back -back of increases. Um, but in March, it did drop down about 3.3% from the month before, um, but it's still up 24.8% year over year. Um, and this dip is by no means really an indication that things will really start falling down. In fact, um, you know, tax season's about to start. It's actually a little delayed, so we might not actually see those, um, you know, refunds coming in and people shopping for cars with those until April, May, um, when typically we'd start seeing it around now. Uh, so that is still to come. So that is probably going to drive prices up again. Um, but right now, they did come down a little bit in March. Um, but overall, if you look at all the major market segments, still saw price increases, um, especially on a year-over-year -year basis um, when adjusted seasonally. Um, and again, we're, we're just monitoring this closely because there is a lot of um, thought that this will, you know, in the spring, will definitely bring another round of increases. We don't know how much. Um, we know that, you know, it will go up again, though. Um, and I did experience this as a consumer. Uh, so I have been looking for a car for a while. Um, we're actually leaning for getting an SUV uh, for a family car. I do have a son now um, and dogs. So uh, we are looking at multiple options for SUVs. Uh, so we went out to a couple of different dealerships. We hit up um, a Volkswagen dealership. We went to a Mercedes dealership, not for Mercedes, but they supposedly had like some other options on the lot. There were none when we got there, by the way, <laughs> just 
so you know it wasn't for a Mercedes. Um, we went to Toyota. Um, we went to a couple of different ones, just looking at some of the options that are out there, specifically for three-row SUVs. Um, but let me tell you the sticker shock that I had um, when I went on to the first lot, and I just looked over some nice SUVs. Um, this is a Volkswagen. Uh, they were nice, don't get me wrong, very nice, um, but we're talking like $60,000 for what really is just considered you a nice, you know, SUV, not a not like a luxury, you know, what would have been considered a couple of years ago for that price, you would have gotten, you know, very top-end luxury, all the features, everything you think of in a car. Now, that's way more like standard. Um, so everywhere from like pretty much could not find one for under like 45 if you wanted any features at all. Um, and it really depended too on some of them were standard and then some of them had to pay even more to add on like navigation, things like that, where some of them come with the standard. So those are some of the things that we're having to, you know, look at too, besides just price, like what are you getting in that price? And is it worth going to a brand that you normally go to when you have to maybe spend a couple grand more to get the features you want, or are you gonna get the features you want and go with like a different car because it comes with those. So there's some of the things that we are having to uh, look at as we're looking at all these things. Um, and a couple of dealers too, just straight up told us you're gonna pay an extra three grand markup and it's a sticker on the window next to the price. And they're like, yep, we're paying, this is your MSRP, here's the three grand markup you're gonna pay and it's right there on the window. Um, and it included, it didn't include the maintenance stuff for like a year, but yeah, so we're just uh, still buying our options, uh, but we're definitely having to swallow the hard pill. We're going to pay way more than we uh, thought we would and would like to, but it's just, there's no other options out there right now. Oh, and there was like no used cars. For, <laughs> we <went> to. <laughs> there was like three, maybe. <laughs> and um, the few new that we looked at were like, really like this model. Like, yeah, that's already, that's already bought, um, but you can test drive it. But it's already bought. Um, we'll order you one if you want it. So that was. Did you say how long the wait time is if you were to, um, wanted to order one? Yeah, we went to Subaru. We were looking at Subaru Ascent, uh, one of the ones that we're highly heavy considering, just because it it fit. It gives me my captain's chairs that now I, I must have because um, I just I need them in life now. And <laughs> my three rows that I want. Um, that one they they said they were getting them like every month. Um, so that one wasn't as hold up, but there was. It's escaping me right now, but there was a different model that they were like, yeah, that one is the one that is months behind. And I, I can't remember off the top of my head what it was, but they did have a couple that were like that. So it really depends on just what you're looking for and what you're willing to take too. Um, so just if you want like a very specific one and it's really in high demand right now, like you're probably gonna have to order it and wait, you know, five, six, seven months. But if you want one that, you know, they'd make all the time, like the sentence one, they've just, they've been making for a while. So that, like yeah we're getting those in every month but they didn't have any on the lot that day like I, we couldn't have we could not have bought it and walked away with that day even if we wanted to because we would have had to order it um they weren't even used ones available and the used ones were just as pricey as a new one and right it, it's wild to me that there wasn't any used cars on the lot um you know it, it's not surprising that, that they're as expensive as they are because you, you know you just mentioned the you know used uh -huh. vehicle values still high um but you know when we when we look at the at like use supply, um, you know the the data shows that you know we're we're sitting pretty solid. But you know obviously, the data sort of gets um, it gets, it's it's different when you're talking about like high level overall averages 
when clearly it's it's very regionalized, right? If you weren't running into any used vehicles, um, yeah. you know, where you're at. Yeah, and where I am is basically like dealership row. So there's like maybe 10 dealerships on that one street. Um, so it's just a high demand area as well. It's up near Charlotte. So it's really big population. SUVs are pretty big around here. We don't have public transportation really. Like there's some in, in um in Charlotte, but down where I am, none. So, you know, and a lot more people around here are taking road trips and things like that. So it just depends on what you're looking for. Like there were used vehicles um, at some of them, but they were like, I think the oldest one I saw was like a 2018. Um, and even that like skyrocketed price-wise. Um, <laughs> even that one was sitting around 40. And that was like for an SUV. And I, we didn't see any really past that point. Um, yeah, I think it's just those particular dealerships and where they're at, um, just a lot of demand right now. So they're just going out the door as soon as they, they get them. But yeah, they had whole lots where they're like, this used to all be new. And there's like three cars there and they're already all pre-sold. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I'm experiencing it firsthand. So we'll see how it uh, how it plays out. But I got to get a car soon. So I'll have more info for y'all real soon. Well, maybe if any of our listeners know of any hot deals in the Charleston area, they'll email you. <laughs> that would be great. Charlotte, Charlotte, North Carolina. <laughs> um, I think that segues really nicely into our one of our other top stories of last week. And, um, you know, Whitney, you covered Honda expanded their CPO program. Um, give us a little bit of details there. Yeah, I think Amanda's uh, car buying experience, her journey, ongoing journey, is a good segue into what we covered last week. Uh, Honda and Acura have gotten pretty creative by expanding their certified pre-owned program offerings. They launched what they call Honda True Used and Acura Precision Used, and they've ex extended their pre-owned offerings to include vehicles that are up to 10 years old. Um, so this is help helping to widen the inventory that they're offering to consumers. Um, they're specifically targeting first-time buyers um, this will give those buyers the same peace of mind on a certified pre-owned vehicle um, that's older, but it's backed by limited warranty. Um, they're also giving free oil change up to 12 months of emergency roadside assistance um, and a 300-mile exchange policy, among other programs attached to this uh, new CPO edition. Um, so kind of a creative way to extend their offerings. I know Amanda just said the oldest that she saw in some of those dealer lots was 2018. So dipping into older vehicles so that they can get more consumers into cars um, is something that we've been seeing. And I think that we'll be seeing maybe more OEMs taking this strategy um, just because people want to be in cars and they're not so much getting them on the new side with the ongoing inventory crunch. And of course, high prices that we continue to see that Amanda just told us about. So yeah, that's what Honda's up to. Great, great. Well, um... As a reminder, uh, the Auto Finance Risk Summit and Auto Finance Innovation Summit will be held at the Intercontinental in San Diego on April 25th and 26th, just two two weeks away, really, from being in San Diego. So we hope that um, everyone will, will join us there. Um, and that about does it for our episode today. Thanks for joining us on the roadmap. Uh, follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn, and we will see you online at autofinancenews.net and here next time.